you know someone said that the world is a crazy place and yeah they were right the crazy part is that we often fail to realize anything like investing or business or real estate anything in the domain of money it's not about theory it's not about finance it's not about charts and statistics and graphs you know what i'm getting at it is about human behavior and human behavior is what propels markets businesses the flow of money everything and this gets rather interesting and i will grant you peculiar at times no hear me out data maintained by the us labor department shows that more than 34 million american workers have quit their jobs this year but the phenomena seems to have picked up speed post april this year just around the time the economy began to properly open up after the pandemic more than 24 million workers of all job exits have come since that month the pace of people quitting has if anything kept increasing and the latest labor department statistics show that 4.4 million people quit their jobs in september up from 4.3 million in august 4.4 million in a single month now isn't this something that you would not expect from an economy ravaged by a global pandemic like shouldn't jobs be scarce and if people are quitting their jobs in droves how are they managing their expenses and last of all why are they even doing that in such a dire situation even if we consider everything else if according to some people the macros of the economy are weak and they can't catch up then why are people doing this in the first place when they are not sure about their future in today's episode we will answer all that while throwing some light on probably one of the most unusual phenomena in the world economy this year the great resignation rose andro cash me if you can your gateway into the world of financial freedom the great resignation a term first coined in 2019 by texas a&m's anthony clontz to predict a mass voluntary exodus from the workplace and it is here and it's very real as we said according to the us department of labor during the months of 2021 until now a total of about 35 million workers quit the jobs and recent studies even indicate that it's not over a survey of over 30000 workers conducted by microsoft found that 41% are considering quitting and that number jumps to 54% when gen z is considered alone Gallup found that 48% of employees are actively searching for new opportunities. And Persio reported that 38% of those they surveyed plan to make a change in the next 6 months. Now, these are alarming figures. The cost of any turnover is expensive. For any organization to lose even a third of its workforce would be downright devastating. the impact on small and medium enterprises where finding departments of one is not unusual will be specially severe and as with any potential crisis addressing the situation is best achieved once one understands what is causing it 
Reports say that the number of recorded vacancies has ranged from 10 million for four straight months. The pre-pandemic high was 7.5 million. And there were more job openings in September than the 7.7 million people counted as unemployed. That underscores the crisis of hiring that employers across the US are staring at as the holiday season approaches. Incidentally, there are approximately 5 million fewer people looking for jobs compared with pre-pandemic levels. Similar trends have been noted in other countries like Canada, the UK. In Germany, more than a third of the companies said that they had staff shortages in July, the highest in three years. But while the US jobs turnover stand out, the impact of the great resignation is expected to be worldwide. Like Microsoft in March this year shared the results of a survey that said 41% of the global workforce is likely to consider leaving their current employer within the next year and 46% plan on taking a major pivot or career transition. Businesses in the hospitality and retail sector have seen the highest quit rates in US history. Most of these jobs in restaurants, hotels, stores, factories and such like involve people working nearby. A study earlier published in the Harvard Business Review has found that the healthcare and tech sectors had seen an uptick over the previous year in number of employees that had quit even as resignations decreased slightly in industries such as manufacturing or finance. The HBR report said that resignation rates were higher among employees who worked in fields that had experienced extreme increases in demand due to the pandemic, likely leading to increased workloads and burnout. The US Labor Department statistics showed that the quit rate in the leisure and hospitality industry was at a high of 6.4% in September, which is more than double the national rate of 3%. Arts, entertainment, recreation, taken to be a subset of leisure and hospitality, so the quit rate climbed to 5.7% from 3.2%. Now, the issues driving the great resignation, multiple is mostly variations on the theme. According to LinkedIn, 74% of those surveyed indicated that the time spent at home, like either shutdowns or working remotely during the pandemic, had caused them to rethink their current work situation. A great many, over half in several surveys, cite stress and burnout in their current position as a reason to, you know, look for work elsewhere. Others point to dissatisfaction and even fear caused by their knee cost-cutting actions by their current employer in response to the COVID-19 business slowdowns as a reason for bolting with many finding fundamental unfairness in holds on promotions, frozen merit increases, and indiscriminate layoffs which impacted poor performance and starts equally, particularly as they watched executive leadership refuse to participate in the pain. Still, others made evaluations, both with heart and head, around the true economics of a two-income household, determining that the benefits no longer outweighed the costs. Some finally leaped and started a dream business. Many have simply had it with being undervalued and unheard of by toxic, narcissistic managers. Finally, fully a third 
stated concerns with their safety in having to return to on-site position while the pandemic still rages. So with all this going on, what can a typical small enterprise do to turn to the tide? Particularly as larger, better-funded corporate competitors compete for the same smaller talent pool. In a word, the great resignation caught so many employers flat-footed because it ran contrary to everything traditional management thought they knew about labor leap markets. See, since forever, the conventional wisdom held that in downturns, the employer could get away with almost anything. Employees needed work and so would be grateful merely to have a job. Frills and niceties were 100% unnecessary. But the common thread that runs through virtually every motivation for the great resignation departures we are seeing is a decision to no longer accept the unacceptable. Addressing the root causes of these staggering statistics starts with a better understanding of them. To explore exactly who has been driving this recent shift, um, a team conducted an in-depth analysis of more than 9 million employee records from more than 4,000 companies. This global dataset included employees from a wide variety of industries, functions, and levels of experience. And this revealed two key trends. Firstly, resignation rates are highest among mid-career employees. Employees between 30 and 45 years old have had the greatest increase in resignation rates with an average increase of more than 20% between 2020 and 2021. While turnover is typically highest among younger employees, the study found that over the last year, resignations decreased for workers in the 20-25 age range, likely due to a combination of their greater financial uncertainty and, you know, reduced demand for entry-level workers. Interestingly, resignation rates also fell for those in the 60s to 70s age group while employees in the 25 to 30 and 45 plus age groups experienced slightly higher resignation rates than in 2020. There are a few factors that can help to explain why the increase in resignations has been largely driven by these, you know, mid-level employees. First, the shift to remote work may have led employers to feel that hiring people with little experience would be riskier than usual, since new employees won't have the benefit of in-person training and guidance. This would create greater demand for mid-career employees, thus giving them greater leverage in securing new positions. It's also possible that many of these mid-level employees may have delayed transitioning out of their roles due to uncertainty by the pandemic again, meaning that the boost we have seen over the last few months could be the result of more than a year's worth of pent-up resignations. And of course, many of these workers may have simply reached a breaking point after months and months of high workloads, hiring freezes, and other pressures, causing them to rethink their work and life goals. Now, secondly, resignations are highest in the tech and healthcare industries. While resignation decreased slightly in industries such as manufacturing and finance, more than 3.6% more healthcare employees quit the jobs than in the previous year, and in tech, resignations increased by 4.5%. In general, 
it is found that resignation rates were high. Some percent of these have worked in fields that have experienced extreme increases in demands due to the pandemic, likely leading to increased workloads and burnout. Now, talking about the UK, a third of the UK small businesses are highly indebted, more than double since before the pandemic, according to the Bank of England, which last month warned of a likely rise in company collapses by the end of December. But earlier in the year, a survey of small and medium-sized businesses in the US found that a quarter was reducing their workforce, with just over half not planning to retire within the next six months, whether due to a fear of personal safety, a lack of fair treatment, or having to deal with a horrible boss, or an inequitable work-life balance, whatever that may be, those fleeing what might be viewed as perfectly good jobs are simply choosing to put themselves first for a change. Employers who beat them to the punch by taking steps to create environments where associates feel safe, valued, and more empowered to make their own scheduling choices stand a great chance of keeping these employees. Reports also say that the spate of the resignations is being fueled by workers seeking to move into more lucrative positions or better working conditions even as employers compete with each other to augment their staff roosters ahead of what is expected to be a hectic holiday season. But then, there are those who have quit and are not looking to take up a new job, at least not immediately. This category is made up of those like mothers unable to find or afford childcare, or people who are not comfortable returning just yet, to jobs that involve working in close physical spaces with others. Then, there are those American workers who have saved up on stimulus checks they received during the pandemic and find that they have something to fall back on as they reassess their life and career priorities. Findings from a global survey conducted by consultants earlier this year had 54% of the respondents say that they would consider leaving the job after the pandemic subsides if they are not afforded some form of flexibility in where they can work. Microsoft published a report called, and I quote, the next great disruption is hybrid work. Are we ready? And this notes that the switch to remote work has a lot to do with the workers deciding to quit one way or the other. Going forward, the report says, the majority of workers would prefer a hybrid model of work given that remote work has created new job opportunities for some, offered more family time and provided options for whether or when to commute. Even as working in silos has meant that digital exhaustion is real and an unsustainable threat. Mental health experts and industry watchers have observed a distinct change of, you know, priorities imposed by the pandemic, with people now looking at better quality jobs that promise greater balance between professional and personal lives and provide fulfillment in the roles offered to them. As economies firm up more post-COVID, experts expect that workers will slowly trickle back, although a Goldman Sachs report estimate that businesses may still be staring at a much smaller workforce than before the pandemic. 
which means that labor shortages may be a continuing reality for months or even years to come. Now, if I were to talk about my country, India, employees working out in India have not assumed the kind of pandemic proportions being reported elsewhere. But experts point out that neither is the job market nor social security net is comparable with that in advanced nations. The informal sector's jobs took a heavy beating during the pandemic in India and millions of workers were estimated to have left employment in the cities to head back to their homes in the hinterland. As much as 80% of informal workers lost their jobs during the lockdown. But the country is also tipped to see a robust job recovery as the economy spurs back to life. Reports point to substantially higher job openings as compared to the same period last year. The tech sector, especially, is witnessing a hectic movement as companies expand hiring to build capacities. That also means that attritions are riding high. So as of now, India is indifferent. Employees in just the United States were the most likely to say that they had left their old jobs without a new one. 40% of them. And at the industry level, 42% of healthcare and social assistant workers who quit did so without having a new job. A reminder of the pandemic's toll on frontline workers. One quarter of white-collar employees who quit said they had done so without having a job lined up, a finding that held across income levels. And these figures are from McKinsey & Company. This trend not only poised to continue but could get much worse. Among employees who said that they are at least somewhat likely to leave their job in the next 3-6 to six months, almost two-thirds added that they would do so without lining up new jobs. Now, some CEOs may be tempted to take solace in the fact that 60% of the employees in the survey said that they are not likely at all to quit their jobs in the next 3-6 to six months. But employers shouldn't consider this 60% safe from the prospect of attrition either. Options are increasing, with more and more employers offering remote work choices for hard-to-source talent. These employees could change their intentions. The challenge is severe. Some of Harvard's clients have told them that they are seeing upwards of 30% attrition in certain job categories. Some industrial clients have told them that some of their plants have had more than 100% employee turnover since March 2020. In other segments, especially technology and data science, employers describe the new turnover and churn as unrelenting. At the end of the day, they say, there are always empty chairs. Data from the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis showing steady and significant increases in voluntary quits during the pandemic in a wide range of sectors seem to confirm the anecdotal reports. The current turmoil in the labor market isn't likely to subside anytime soon. Indeed, 57% of the respondents to Harvard's latest survey of more than 10,000 knowledge workers across the globe conducted in partnership with Future Forum said that they consider taking a new job in the coming year. Now, consider a few significant findings. Among employees who said they were not likely to quit, 65% reported that 
a primary reason to stay in their job was that they liked where they lived. But among survey respondents who took new jobs in new cities during the past six months, almost 90% didn't have to relocate. Because so many companies are allowing remote work. Having more location agnostic positions to choose from could prompt otherwise satisfied employees to start second-guessing their commitment to the companies where they now work, particularly if executives mishandle the transitions to a hybrid work environment or, you know, stubbornly fail to offer one at all. Associates are smart enough to recognize that toys and mini-fridges full of energy drinks are not a substitute for leaders who truly care about them and who will work to make their lives better. Workers want transparency. They want to be trusted. They want employers who recognize that managing in a Zoom economy is different and that their leaders need different skills and training. They want bosses who stop being skeptical whether they are working when they are at home. They want to be respected by leaders who get that remote work is not an invitation for micromanagement. Now, if you're a good manager, you would know that workers simply want to be recognized. According to Bonusly.com, 63% of those in a recent survey who said that they are regularly recognized also said that they are very unlikely to look for a new job. Workers want organizations to understand that hybrid work requires management to communicate more, not less. They also want to work for companies they can be proud of in a sense, like that are involved in their communities and they can take a stand for things that they believe matter. They want to work for companies that cut bad costs discriminately, not for, you know, SGNA slashers who cut everything inside. They want to work for companies that believe the best time to invest in training and education is when business slows down. And they want a say in decision-making and their scheduling. So talking about more solutions, employers need to recognize that it takes significantly longer to recruit someone than it does for them to give their two-week notice and depart. The solution then is to immediately bolster retention while ramping up recruiting. To do so, companies need to get on the same page with employees by reconceptualizing what it means to be a part of their organization. Again, upholding values, purpose, certainty, and belonging are among the most important. All four apply to both the retention of existing employees and the recruitment of new prospects. But recruitment and training costs and the time it typically takes for new hires to reach the same level of expertise as people they replaced make it imperative that employers focus immediately on retention. Managers need to um, incentivize, again, incentivize loyalty by a big margin. Managers have to pay people enough to take the issue of money off the table. So in addition to updating the overall compensation package, they have to consider offering employees one-time bonuses, helping them pay down their student loans and providing them with work-to-home stipends. Some companies are even offering boomerangs 
which are bringing back people who have recently departed by offering to immediately vest in them long-term compensation plans. Now, in forthcoming BCG research, based on employee engagement survey data, it was found that a significant predictor of whether employees are engaged is how enthusiastically they answer the question, does my job make good use of my skills? In short, show current employees that you value them even more than potential new hires by providing them with new opportunities to grow and advance in their own careers. Workers are hungry for this vote of confidence. Survey data also shows that 68% of workers around the world, blue and white collar alike, are willing to retain and learn new skills. So obviously, people are looking for opportunities to grow and it is the organization's responsibility to hand it to them. Now lastly, I would also like to talk about one more factor. Embracing flexibility. The future of work is going to be providing flexible work environments in terms of place, time, job description, and career paths. Embrace it. Better yet, have employees form teams to create their future of work. If people help build their dream home, they'll want to live in it. And speaking of flexibility, managers need to loosen up on qualifications to some extent. Now, consider hiring candidates who don't quite fit the profile. If they have about 75% of what they're looking for, grab them. See, more than half of IBM's US job openings do not require a four-year college degree. With the right mindset and support, people who come up a bit short on paper can learn what they are missing. See, the smartest business leaders today are taking the time to ask their associates regularly and formally what is and is not going well as they navigate this strange new world. They are doing so apart from the normal engagement measurement efforts. Best-in-class leaders are not just asking for, but are taking action on absolute feedback. These employers are finding pain points for associates and getting them out of their way. Most associates are reasonable. Few expected that their leaders would have all the answers as this pandemic struck and dragged on. What they simply want, at a minimum though, is that the leaders take the time to honestly communicate about what is happening and to ask them for their input. Companies that take these simple steps and those listed above stand a far greater chance of keeping valued associates as the great resignation drags on. And that's not only the silver lining. As much as the great resignation has created significant disruptions for many organizations, Smart businesses should alternatively view it as a tremendous opportunity. The market is being flooded right now with people looking for something better, people who have had enough for organizations that do not care. For smaller enterprises that take the time and energy to not only talk about being better, but to actually prove that they are better, more caring place to walk, there is a great pool of talent waiting to beat a part to their door. See, at the end of the day, it's mostly about caring. It's a simple choice, actually. 
one that some 11.5 million people and counting are begging for some companies to make we don't have to resign ourselves to the empty chairs and a continuing tide of resignations decisive actions is what's needed and it is no surprise that huge changes are coming to the way we work going forward and now with the metaverse growing only time will tell how it unfolds so that was about it for today's episode see as bizarre as this whole phenomena seems when you dive a little bit deeper and understand the causes everything starts making sense in a weird way it does no like for real even i was struggling to make this one you know make sense in my head but now i kind of do we can only know more going forward down the line so yeah my link tree is in the episode description so hit that and follow me on instagram because as soon as my exams end oh boy a lot of content is coming your way so i will see you next week then have a great day and take care bye <laughs>